0: Hey, this is Brian S. Arnold here, and I am so stoked to have you here. Mr. Neil Parekh coming up shortly, and he's going to show you how to really live this lifestyle, that remote lifestyle that you hear about, about just having a laptop and living the dream. Well, he has a plan, and he's going to show you how he does it, a very unique niche. I will give that hint out to you, having a very unique niche, in really figuring out how to do local service remotely. So this is great. I want you to hear it. Here he goes. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with another one. It's the Authority Project. And I am here with my new good friend here, Neil Parekh. And he says he's going to help us travel the world while building an empire. Is that right, Neil?
1: As long as uh, the COVID thing gets contained and the world opens up, yes, Brian. I'm hopeful that we could get everyone to do that. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, we shall see. We shall (laughs) see on this episode. uh, the Authority project.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again, we are live with another episode of the authority project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and periscope where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches and creators of all kinds on how they have built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host Brian S. Arnold.
0: All right, we are back on another one. It is Brian S. Arnold, and I have Neil Parekh on the stage here with us, and we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about traveling and building an empire, an online empire. And How are you doing, my friend, first of all?
1: I'm good, man. I'm excited to be here, excited to uh, talk with you about this, and yeah, let's get going.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, let's, we're going to dive in, but first, let's, let's do this real quick. Who are you, Neil? Who are you personally and professionally?
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, starting from the top, my, my name is Neil. I run a company called Made This and Made This Franchise. It is a, a cleaning franchise focused on vacation rentals like Airbnbs. I've been doing it remotely for quite a few years, and I originally started my career in venture capital. Did that for a few years and then did this as a side auto, quit, booked a one-way trip to Columbia and just started building Made This. And so built it in a way where it's very remote-based and scalable. And that's how I was able to travel the world while building a local company.
0: Awesome. That, that's you that's, in a nutshell. Personally and professionally. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> what do you have a current project that you're working on besides make, Made This Franchise or something, or something else you want to um, share?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, that that's the, our, my main focus right now. We actually recently launched in end of twenty twenty for the franchise operations. California operations been up since twenty thirteen, but that's the main project I'm working on right now, and just trying to find awesome people who fit the culture. So awesome. that's mainly. And I actually have a podcast I just launched, uh, Brian. I call nice. it the Remote Local Podcast. So really? that's something that's coming out too.
0: Nice, very nice. So. Yeah. So yeah, so let's, I want to, my, I usually have a third question This is the daily routine, but I think we're going to dive into all of that <laughs> in the topic. So let's dive into this topic. Let's dive into this topic, Neil, about traveling the world while building an empire. What does that mean?
1: So the concept came to me like many and millions of people who have read the Four Hour Workweek, right? Where you have a company and you could travel and you could let you know do it from wherever you want. And kind of what's happened from that book is there's been communities of people who've taken that to heart, myself included, and built kind of what's called a lifestyle business where you could be completely location independent and run it from anywhere. So that was the impetus of me even starting a business is I wanted to travel. So I, I think that was number one. Then the second question is how do you structure your business in a way that allows you to do that? So for me, yeah. I, I knew I just wanted to do it from the road for a while and I don't think I'd be able to do it forever traveling, but I did spend five years traveling and and building it. And I think a lot of people who are attracted to this type of model maybe have that adventurous mindset, maybe want to check out other places in the world who don't want to be stuck in maybe one exact city and are wondering how they could actually do that. Now, what's kind of cool, Brian, is like a lot of people are doing more remote work now. It's becoming more normalized, which is better. Which makes this even easier. So there's so many ways to do this, but I think it's just kind of old school mentality of having to stay in one city if you don't have to be. You could go anywhere in the world, live cheaply, go explore things you want to do while still having uh, your own business and growing. So it's very possible now.
0: So I want to dive into like exploring, first of all, which is great. Everything you're saying is wonderful. I mean, everybody wants this laptop mm-hmm. lifestyle to be be anywhere and everywhere and still have a business that's sustaining. but. I see that you have a very specific niche that is always going to be in demand, right? Mm-hmm. A, now, do you believe that's like step one? I mean, you can think about this type of lifestyle, but don't you need something that's like evergreen and ready, you know, that's always going to be in demand, always going to be something that is a need before you start something like this?
1: It's a good question, Brian. I, I think with any business, I would always recommend. Well, all right, so, what I like is local businesses. And I'll okay. tell you why, local service business specifically, because anything which involves human labor and human work, it's going to be hard to get wiped out with technology. My parents had video rental stores. 33 years had video rental stores. Like, nice. you remember those old blockbusters? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I grew up with that. And I saw very quickly how that, within a matter of a couple of years, they just got overtaken with technology. Yeah. I'm not saying that can't happen when you have a service-based business, but it is going to be a little bit harder to do. Cleaning has been around forever. It, it's been around. So that's kind of, in, what, in my opinion, more of a sustainable type of model where it might not get automated out quickly as my parents' business did. So I don't know if it's necessary for the purpose of travel or you need this type of sustainable business, but I think as a general business practice, I think it's just a good model. It, it, you're a little bit insulated because it is dependent on humans. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Damn. So
0: so, so how hands, let's go over how to get this done. How hands-on do you have to be to keep this thing afloat? Like like, like where are your resources? It's not just you. Correct. Take, us, take us to the point where, okay, how do I do this? I'll be outsourcing people, then be hiring people into this thing. How does that all work?
1: Yeah, yeah, and look, I'll, I'll be upfront and also say it is difficult, it's not easy. You have to go step by step. You're, at least for my business, it is a local business. Meaning I am working on Los Angeles time zone, the people are localized there. There's a lot of moving parts involved, so it's not easy. Talk a little bit about my team, Brian. So there's of course the cleaners who are boots on the ground. They go straight from their homes, straight to the cleaning jobs. We have about 10 people on operations and those people are all over the world. They work wherever they want to. Uh, So teams in different places, and we all communicate via Slack. And coordinate things and we can communicate with the cleaners via just a VoIP system like a telephone system online through Slack through email so it is somewhat easier to communicate with people and from my end Brian your question was how long does it how long do I have to work on the business I guess well, well, uh, well,
0: how, well how do you put this together I mean where, where are you getting these people <laughs> basically where, where are you getting these people that you have this idea yeah it's great this is idea you start you kind of started off by yourself and like okay do, do you start off like I'm gonna start running this by myself what I can't just this by myself. I'm going to start putting other people in place right away. How, do, how does that work from me
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I, I started putting other people in place right away, uh, I'd be a terrible cleaner. So my first action was find a cleaner and I'm going to do the rest. Okay. So starting from very ground zero, just went on Craigslist. I threw up an ad, found a cleaner said, okay, this should work. I had no idea what I was doing. Somehow found a customer who was looking for a cleaning. And I said, okay great let me just match this up and go and that was step one and I used to go out of my corporate job and like pay the cleaner in cash and so people always just saw me handing someone bills in cash and be like <laughs> hey you're a drug dealer like what's going on over here but that's step one and then grow from there so step one is outsourcing step two is once you get very busy figure out if you want to outsource the customer calls or the manager the management of the the vendors, the cleaners as well. Yeah. So it's pretty much seeing where you're over capacity and what you hate doing, outsource that, and then keep building and building from there. So Brian, if that answers the question yeah. you were looking for, yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. So that's great. It's very quick, very quick answer. I'm going <laughs> to have some more <laughs> <laughs> because you, you make it sound so simple and easy. But yeah. You know, I mean, but what what are the challenges? What, what are the wrong ways to go about this? What Tell, tell us about the speed bumps to the yeah. process.
1: Yeah. So, and I'm going to talk a lot about our business model because I think it's very different, Brian, from I know other hosts, other um, people we've had on the show who have different types of business models. Local services is different because it does involve humans. And like I discussed uh, earlier, that's great for insulating yourself against technology. It's hard because you're also dealing with humans and human error and uh, different personalities. You're dealing with the blue-collar labor force as well. So a lot of the problems, um, honestly, would just be from the, the cleaning partners we use or the, the cleaners maybe not being a great fit for us. Decide they don't want to show up. All of a sudden, what happens? You get yelled at by the customer. Right. Decide they, they're going to mess up at the cleaning and just not answer. And, and anything in with humans involves finding those people who are the greatest cultural fit for you. So I think that was a hard part for us to understand is even though there's, there's demand for your service, you need to have a good product before you can fulfill it. You should throttle your growth until you can provide a good product or it's just going to cause issues down the line. So examples of what would happen is we'd be growing so fast and so much demand for the service, which is great. However, we'd have to send what I'd call B or C level cleaners to Mm. these jobs. And all of a sudden you get a complaint and you get a refund. And then you spend time having to speak with the customer about it. And if you look at all those things combined, it's not a profitable venture to even do that. So the tough part is getting on this seesaw with any local business that involves humans is customers on one end and your labor on the other and how to balance that. And here's the trick, not the trick, but like the reality is it never gets solved. We've been doing this for eight (laughs) years and there's always this seesaw. And that's what we teach our franchises is like it never fully goes away no local business which deals with services, it never truly goes away, that seesaw of labor and demand. It's just—it's a constant back and forth. And that's the thing I think anyone who's listened to this who might be saying, hey, I want a cleaning company or local service business. That's what you have to understand. You're dealing with humans and you're dealing with this perpetual seesaw and it can get very stressful. But the way to grow is just get a recurring customers, get them set and then keep building from there. So it does take time. It's very hard to go gangbusters out the gate and get a hundred thousand dollars in sales in the first month. Like maybe you could with e-commerce or another digital product. It, it, it's a little, it's tougher to do that when you involve uh, human labor.
0: But I like your niche because it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. You're not just doing cleaning. You're doing cleaning with with just is it just Airbnbs? Is that what, is that what the, the niche is?
1: Yeah, I mean, we do both residential as well okay. as uh, vacation rentals. But vacation rentals, uh, I like because yeah. uh, it's kind of a newer age niche. There's a higher volume of people who are going to these Airbnbs and checking out. Meaning a cleaning has to happen. It's not like a it's a necessity. It's not like, hey, I'll get a cleaning if I want to. It's I have to get a cleaning before the next guest arrives. Right, right. So for the for the host, it is we are a necessity for them, and it's our competition is. um, other cleaning vendors or other individual cleaners who might not have the tech prowess we have of being able to like sync with calendars or uh, things yeah. like that. So uh, I, I think also based on the local competition, I do like where we stand. Awesome.
0: Awesome. So yeah. are you running all the operations while you travel or or, or do you have other people like you just jump yeah. on a, a meeting call every, every day and say, is everything good? Is everything good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us about your day to day. What does yeah. that look like?
1: It it evolves over time, right? Like now when I'm sitting, I have a team and I can do just the meeting strategy. I still hop in the day-to-day every now and then if there's a big problem or it's a crazy day, but I don't need to. Thank God. Now, this is eight years down the line. So when I first started, I booked my flight straight to South America and I was working. I did have someone helping out with operations, but I would have to be on during LA business hours to make sure things are going well. And that would involve me cleaner calls and says, uh, hey, I can't get into the unit. Can you please call the customer? Help out with that. Customer calls has a complaint. I help out with that. So at the beginning, I was doing everything. And eventually, you could kind of outsource it, train people, get people on your team to do it. It takes a while to get there, right? You need enough money. And like I said, you can't grow gangbusters initially with a services-based business. So it does take a while to scale there. Now, my day-to-day is mostly just lots of meetings with different teams. Like right before this, I had a meeting with our, our marketing coordinator just to go over our strategy for the week to make sure we have enough leads. Later in the week, I'll have a meeting with our sales team just to make sure what the closing conversion rates are. And we know our numbers down pat, right? I know X number of leads come in, we should be closing 50% over phone, X percent over website visits. And all it is really checking KPIs now. That's kind of the main thing. And then, of course, a leadership meeting once a week uh, to go over strategy and any big hurdles. I personally just like working. So (laughs) I I would, and if I see the team struggling, I'm never going to let them just struggle. I usually jump in and try to help out. And Brian, I know people say like, oh, you should be focusing on higher dollar stuff worth your time. But I feel like there is benefit for me showing my team that I'm willing to get dirty with them and step in and help them out whenever they're struggling. So I try to make myself available to do that. And I think it does help out the team.
0: This is great, man. So I want to ask you this because I, I think you might be going in this direction, but let me, this is a new question. I'm not going to be asking you sure. this now. So you, you're, this is brand new for us now. So Because I'm, I was, it's really in my heart now what kind of impact do you really want to leave when this is all said and done? What kind of legacy are you are you looking to do in the, or, as far as impacting the world?
1: Brian, that's a great question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> so and I, I think this evolves over time, right? I think the the question is, what is your why are you doing this? And I'll, yeah. I'll start with what it was, and maybe what it is now. The why when I first started was two things. So I wanted to have money and a project while I traveled. And two, I wanted to provide for my parents financially who weren't doing as well at the time based off of their uh, video business. Those are my whys. And kind of once I fulfilled that, the question is, okay, those pain points are gone. Now, what am I reaching towards? And what I really like about Made This and what we built is just how it supports the community of people who work with Made This Right. Initially, Brian, I, I thought I was trying to like almost force it by saying, <laughs> here's my business. We are helping change the world by providing cleaners to people and that helps them save time. But yeah. the reality is it felt forced. Like I was trying to, yeah. I was trying to make a mission out of that. And the, the real mission is like, I just like that made this can help support people live whatever life they want and whatever freedom they want. If they want the freedom to travel, do it. Great. Do that. If they want the freedom to be able to homeschool their kids, like some of the, the people who work for us, they're able to do that through made this. Right? So whatever purpose you want, I think I, I see made this as kind of the golden goose, which allows that to happen. And a lot of what we're doing with franchising is allowing our franchise owners to have that level of freedom and build that community for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think the impact I would like to have is just helping people achieve a level of freedom in whatever capacity that means. That could be time freedom, that could be financial freedom, that could be a location freedom, but just being an enabler mm-hmm. and a platform for people to be able to do that. I think that'd be what I would like to leave behind as well. And there's actually something I'm working on The team haven't fully implemented it, but I would love to figure out a way to kind of weave social good into what we're doing by, let's say, directly tying every booking, we donate a dollar to Kiva, like a microloan organization, or do something like that and actually be able to systemize in a way where I could even teach other local companies saying, hey, this actually brings you better ROI by weaving social good into what you're doing. And I think a lot of local companies don't do that because local companies aren't thinking about that. But if I could prove to them and say, "You," can do good and it helps your bottom line. I think that'd be huge. So that'd be phase two of kind of a legacy I'd like to leave behind. I love it. I love it. Yeah.
0: And I, I got one last question before we, before we get out of here, or, you know what, let's do this, wrap this all up here. Give me an overall summary about this whole thing, this whole blueprint of traveling and still being able to build an online empire. Do you have anything that like a, like an overall thing that you want to share?
1: Yeah, let me, and I think a lot of it's mindset, Brian, is why do people do this? Why do people do what they want to why are people even wanting to travel the world while building their business? So here's my philosophy with it. I believe business in general, whatever business you start, should be a vehicle for your own life. The business is here to serve you. You are not here to serve the business. With that in mind, you should have a lifestyle business, one that devotes and serves your purpose of life. My purpose of life initially was I wanted to travel and I want to provide financial freedom for my parents. Now, if anyone listening to this wants to start your business, think about why am I doing this and also reframe your thought to say, what business is going to serve me in my purpose of what I want to do? I think that's number one, right? That's what businesses should be doing. So as you start and think, okay, I maybe I want a, a remote business. I want to do something where I could do it while traveling. And Maybe you decide you want to do a local business along with that. Yeah. Um, I think there's just so many opportunities to go into the local spectrum and make it remote in a way which is never possible before. So for example, if you decide on local service, call it painting, call it cleaning, call it uh, plumbing, anything you want. You are now have all the tools at your disposal, which have never been available historically. Talk about Slack, talk about online systems, uh, access to talent around the world, which allows you to do it remotely. So, why not have lower overhead, be able to have the flexibility to travel wherever you want and build your local business? So, that's why kind of I love the niche we're in. It's insulated from technology, it's insulated from competition around the world because it's local, but you're still able to do it completely remotely. So, I think that the biggest takeaway is hey, if you want to travel the world, right now is the best time ever in history to be able to do that because of just the way technology has advanced and there's no excuse not to. And another step on top of that is in the local spectrum, I believe you're even more insulated. And a lot of people don't realize that you can travel the world while having a local business nowadays. So it it, is in my opinion, a hidden gem uh, of what's out there.
0: Awesome. I think you already wrapped up my, my, my usual last question is, how do you become authority in this space? I think you just wrapped it up right there. So I, I don't even know unless you have something else to add to that about being authority. You have anything on that? Because you that was just perfect. I, to, I don't want to i don't want to ruin it but but yeah. trying to, this, trying to re, rehash
1: it what you just said just you know that was just perfect man yeah and Brian, <laughs> you mean being authority in the remote local space is kind of what yeah. you're talking about yeah I, shoot maybe i just won't rehash it either <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think we're good i think that was perfect dude that was perfect. that's done so you know what let's let's just do this this has been awesome this has been great so tell people where they can find you after the show
1: Yeah, absolutely. If uh, anyone is interested in Made This Franchise or just wants to learn more, you go to maidthisfranchise.com to learn more about what we're doing, the mission, see if it's a good fit for you to have a remote local business. If you want to message me for any reason, just go to neilparek.co N-E-E-L-P-A-R-E-K-H dot C-O. You can shoot me a message there. I see everything and I will answer everything personally as well. Awesome.
0: People, that's great. We're done. Yeah. We're done. That's perfect, dude. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> Love you it, live the laptop lifestyle. Lap there's, there's so many, so many, there's so many similar things you can say. laptop lifestyle, <clears> nomad <throat> life, or whatever you want to call it.
1: You know, Digital mass, really. location dependent, anything. <laughs> coconut cowboys is one of my favorites. Someone called me a coconut cowboy one time. I'm like, I'll oh, take really? it. That's that's a cool one. <laughs> awesome,
0: awesome. Yeah. Get a hold of this guy. Everybody, um, please get a hold of Neil Parek. This, this guy's great. So, and just an amazing, unique niche. That's why I had to get you on there. So, because I think people I just think like that, it's the old, the reckless stuff. They they heard this, heard that, but I think they've heard heard something like, like this before and how you can find a, a little gym like an Airbnb and think about a cleaning service within that and also local stuff too. But it's just like, I just I thought, thought it was pretty cool, man.
1: Thank you, Brian. Yeah. It, it makes you think there's so many ways to make money, yeah. right? It's an <laughs> unlimited amount of ways to make money.
0: <laughs> awesome. People, we're good. Remember, as I always say, build it, share it, and they will come. And we'll see you on the next one. Around.
2: And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an uh aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.